is up loud crowd welcome to the loud crowd podcast we are here to review the new lighthouse episode that came out this week and we are joined by three special guests why don't you guys introduce yourselves <clears throat> what is up people of the world it's me and alex swimmer aka ap3 jump and i'm glad to be back on the podcast how y'all doing crowd name's inc and i'm glad to be back How you doing, guys? My name is uh, Dickus3, or Kevin, or Rickford, or whatever you want to call me, and uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, guys, it's been um, it's been a very interesting and fun week of the show. So, uh, before we get into the reviews, um, what uh, preliminary uh, thoughts do you have about the week overall? Um, well, for, I think... It was a very strong week and a very strong uh, comeback week for the Loud family because they have not had new episodes featuring them since, I don't think, I think it's been about three or four months. So, it, I'm, glad to have, I'm glad to have them back. Yeah, what AP said here, it's, uh, it's uh, the Loud family is making a strong comeback this season and the ones we all know and love just just they don't they never fail to disappoint i mean impress <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm, I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this i'm sorry for that mess up <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um, Ooh, get off the stage <laughs> tomatoes get the cane out get the cane out um but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo on that too, and just say that it, I I really thought this was a solid week, just across the board. You know, uh, every like usually when they do like a premiere week, it's usually like one episode somewhere in there that like where I'll kind of be like, oh, you know, these were good, and then maybe like I oh, one I could probably skip, you know, down the line. But like every single episode this week just sort of like hit a really good chord with me. I really had a lot of fun watching them, and I thought it was really a really solid comeback for season four. Yeah, it was, uh, the pacing of a lot of the episodes was definitely something that was, uh, definitely different. Instead of, like, the old formula, where there's a conflict, you try to resolve the conflict, lesson learned in the end, um, especially with the episode that was on earlier today, Any Given Sunday, it was definitely a different, uh, change of pace in my opinion, but, um, the first episode that came out on Monday was called Washed Up, um, you guys have heard the reviews, you guys have, uh, seen the episode, so I'll keep this short, you know, a lot of family... Finally, have a weekend or a day where they're all free. They all decide to go on like a family, uh, not road trip, but family boat trip actually. Uh, not like tripped. And um, yeah, they get uh, take Flip's boat. That was their first of many mistakes. And they end up on a deserted island. And um, yeah, they have to test their survival skills to get off. It turns out um, it was working well at the beginning, but then, you know, after their SOS symbol is destroyed, they almost got stuck there for eight months. They finally decide, Louds never quit, and um, they take their um, will, and they build themselves a boat, get home, and yeah, that was the episode. I think this may be uh, my favorite one of the week, just like uh, getting a head start on that one, because um, I love the way the family worked within, like, one another. I also like the way that they were able to, like, um, not really, like, have uh, certain members of family take over the episode. Everybody had a significant portion or, like, a very important, like, help in this episode. That's something I definitely appreciate. So, um, AP3, what were your thoughts about the episode? <clears throat> well, I thought I thought this was a very strong start to the week. And uh, there were too many things I loved about, about the episode. Um... The overall teamwork aspect and seeing the Loud family together and uh, the unique location. Because a long time ago, I said on my channel that I, that I hoped to see more unique locales in in the series, and uh, looks like I'm slowly but surely getting my wish. Well, what can I say about this one? <laughs> it had some pretty nice, uh, some nice moments here and there, but uh, the one I kind of 
uh, find interesting is that uh, a cute uh, bonding bonding session with uh, Lana and Lola. That uh, the where Lana says to Lola that he can build an, another prince's bed, but she can't build another twin. That that kind of touched me, and just it's just so heartwarming. I just it's really comprehensible. Just I love it, and um, and of course there's a. Uh, there's some uh, some uh, interesting uh uh jeez uh, jeez there there was a whole lot going on I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, uh, Kevin? Um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed this one. It was um actually the funny thing is this might be a little more uh this was kind of on a personal end. This might not be, like, what everyone thought was going into this, but this was the episode I thought was going to be the weird one that I was totally sure about going in, because I was like, eh, deserted island, this seems like this is going to be a little uh, little out there for a, a, a locale, for some kind of setting. But then, <laughs> I was watching the episode, it was kind of very very upfront on how stupid the idea was, so it kind of sucked me back into it, because I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> it got me back into it, because I thought it was kind of funny that they kind of kept bringing that back that it didn't make any sense that it was just like a tropical island in the middle of a lake in the middle of Michigan. <laughs> but, um, the, the whole episode itself was really fun. I, you know, yeah, like a lot that was already said, there, there were a lot of cute bonding moments. The one that I, I absolutely loved out of it was watching, um, the, the little side bit of Lincoln and Lucy running around hunting for a sea monster. Like that was a, unnecessarily cute like that that got me but <laughs> the whole thing was just a whole lot of fun it was just there, there was a lot that they could have done with that episode so i think what they managed to get away with in you know 11 minutes was a uh, was really fun it's kind of just like a big series of bits of like all right how do all these characters work if we just desert them on an island somewhere what are they doing what are they all occupied with so uh, i really liked it yeah and also, uh, what you're saying with uh, Lincoln and Lucy, it kind of seems like um they've been laying the groundwork that um both of them are kind of into the like uh, that stage in their lives, I guess, where they're into like the mysterious Twilight Zone or like all these conspiracy theory stuff. So that's a pretty cool way to have them bond. And um yeah, the episode uh really worked in terms of trying to like fit in a really huge plot in like an 11 minute episode. So uh, kudos to the writer uh Carlos Sacas. Uh, uh, I, I don't want I don't want to mispronounce her name, but an also good great job to the storyboard artist DM uh, Doan. Am I saying that correctly? They really uh, knocked it out of the park. Any uh, thoughts more about this episode? <clears throat> I uh, well, like I said, I th- I thought it was a very strong introduction, and there was a there was a lot going for it. I uh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed about every second of it. The only thing I didn't really like about this episode was uh, was Flip and how much of a cheapskate that he actually that that he actually is. And uh, the the, <laughs> the Lab family once they finally once they finally uh, come across him in the middle of the ocean or the lake or wherever it was, yeah, they're pissed at him too. And so <laughs> I he. he it's only until that point that he gives them a right back, but yeah, that's how I feel about that. And also, they, they actually, uh, Lily is the only one who's, who actually finds the, I, I, the sea monster, I think her name is Plessy, although she, she looks more like a, more like a sea serpent than a plesiosaur. So that was, and then right at the end, Lily was trying to get Lincoln's attention, but uh, Lincoln just brushed her off. I forget exactly what he said to her, but that that was funny, dramatic irony because Lincoln and Lucy were trying to find this serpent. But I, like I said on my channel, I and Nickelodeon themselves they sort of spoiled that at at the in, in one of their trailers. So I don't know if any of you guys noticed that. Yeah, they kind of do that a lot. I've kind of just I've kind of come to quietly begrudgingly accept it just because usually usually these episodes it's like okay how it ends usually doesn't uh not to say how it ends doesn't matter but i 
usually even when they like put stuff in sometimes you can kind of get the idea of like okay this is probably from the end of it or some kind of like end joke but you know you don't still don't know the whole episode so and usually where the show shines the most is sort of like how you get to that point yeah so uh, i've kind of just come to accept it even though it's still stupid (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, one of the darker parts of the episode was definitely uh them like washing up on the island. I mean I mean that's pretty terrifying. Them like uh almost like they could have like died in that scene and then like when Rita washed up on the island with um Lily on her back, that looked like uh that looked pretty scary honestly. Yeah. So um any uh let's uh uh do any of you have any last thoughts? All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The only thing left is uh, I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. All right. What did the rest of you uh rate this episode? Hi, hi. I honestly give it a, at least an eight out of ten. Um. Yeah, I would say like eight or nine. I'm not good with number scales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say like eight or nine. It's a solid. It's a solid like. You know, B plus, A minus. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10. And I'm pretty, um... I don't really like rating episodes over an 8 if I really don't like it. And I also don't like rating episodes lower than a 6. So, I think a 9 is a really good rating. And the next episode we have is, uh... Recipe for Disaster. AP3, why don't you give us the summary of it? Well, the basic plot is... It's actually uh, another detective episode. It's actually the the second or third time Lincoln and Clyde dress up as uh, uh, their favorite superheroes, Ace having one eye Jack, to solve a mystery. And the mystery of this episode is when Senior's cookbook is missing, and uh, Lincoln and Clyde also think that when Senior's recipes were stolen, because Clyde he bought a bunch of TV dinners, and then he he tasted, he he tried them, and then he immediately went over to Lincoln's house, and then he had them rapid-fire taste test all, all those meals, and uh, Lincoln was like, yeah, these taste exactly like Dad's recipes, and so they go to Lisa to, to further prove this with uh, one of her machines, and it turns out the, the TV dinners and uh, Lynn Sr.'s, like, Original meals and recipes are 100% match, and then they have to they have to figure out they have to figure out what happens from there. Yeah. So, uh, what were your thoughts about the episode? I mean i i personally I personally enjoyed it quite a, quite a lot. It was it honestly was a good mystery story because the way I see it, any good mystery story should always leave you guessing. So with that being said, I I wasn't exactly sure what the outcome was going to be, and I was honestly pleasantly surprised uh, on the on the actual twist of the episode. So overall, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Not not a lot of people like it though, as it turns out. I saw some people on Twitter talking about it, and uh, apparently, it's not that much of a fan favorite. Yeah, I I wasn't that much of a fan of the episode to be honest because I guess the whole chase sequence just didn't really live up to like the last um Asian Jack episode Crimes of Fashion. I mean, I mean they only like uh, questioned like two guys and they kind of got rid of them pretty fast instead of like making it suspenseful because I mean those suspects weren't really like the great ones. But um and then them eventually going to like the Frosty or whatever the food place was called. And, um, I mean, it kind of seemed easy for them to figure out the whole thing. I just wish there was more, like, loops and, like, more, like, um, faulty, like, um, things happening during their plan as Ace and Jack. So that was where I felt the episode was lacking. Um, Ink, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, just like AP3 said, uh, as it's not much of a fan favorite because I did hear about, uh, a couple people, uh, uh, saying that they didn't enjoy it as much as they thought they did on on social media, and well, personally, I thought it had some good bit of humor, but the twist ending was uh, not really up to my expectations as I kind of thought it would be because 
I just uh, just didn't really uh, feel up to par in my taste for some reason. But but overall, it's a pretty nice episode though, and uh, yeah. Yeah, right, Kevin, you can go. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a trade-off there, or if there was just, yeah, go you, ahead. Oh. Yeah, you don't have to wait for me, you can just go. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I, um, I've kind of shared my thoughts on this a little bit, but, uh, I actually, on the other end of it, I really enjoyed this one, just because, um, I, I don't know, for, on, on my level, I feel like the episode where it was really solid was that it was just continuously funny, the whole way through to me like it it, it was kind of like that sort of stupid humor that's right up my alley just you know <laughs> you know Lincoln and Clyde are running around like trying to like give people third degree with like no idea what's going on you know the whole ATM scene was kind of funny just because it had that like <laughs> that really like overlying awkwardness when they realize what they did and they're sort of just like oh whoops <laughs> but um the, the whole sequence just the whole sequence of like little dumb moments like that throughout the whole episode I thought was really funny watching like you know Lynn Senior basically have a breakdown the minute he realizes the book is gone like like he just lost a child or something was really funny and you know like um <laughs> the uh probably like my favorite part of the episode is uh when they're trying to get into the frozen food place and they keep running in with the disguises oh, over yeah. their savvy disguises so it's really clear who they are and they keep like getting kicked out and then they run in the part where they run in as firefighters, and then Lincoln blanks out on what he's supposed to say, and he sort of starts looking around like, "Why am I blanking out? Why am I blanking out?" So they just start kind of riffing, trying to figure out what firefighters do, <laughs> and then get kicked out. And he sort of just like, "That one's on us." Like that was the only, uh, like that was the one plan of those that wasn't uh, foolproof. <laughs> but uh, okay. I, I'm sorry. Um, I think. Uh... I think the hose they were used, where they were pretending to use is is how they got out that time, and it flew. It literally flew them out of the darn building. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's true too. I, I I took it when he said that as because that they both didn't actually know what they were saying. They just ran in and started trying to say like firemen speak without <laughs> understanding how to say we're looking for fire. <laughs> but, but, um, on top of disguises too. Yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, in terms in terms of writing, I, I will say it's not um. It's it's basically you know it's not that different from you know crimes of fashion. It's sort of just Lincoln and Clyde trying to solve a mystery. If anything, the twist on this one's a little less obvious than that one, just because um, it's not really brought to attention as much. But I, I thought it was a sweet you know a nice little uh, twist at the end. I kind of they're giving Lynn Senior a really depressing backstory. I've noticed. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like uh, it's like oh the last episode's like oh his dad plays favorites so he gets neglected by him oh now he's like getting invested in stuff through school and it's like they give him like a really weird rough backstory which is both sweet and kind of downer but uh, I really liked how it kind of closed itself out and then the little thing with Lenny and Lola at the end was really funny and almost almost in a sense could have just set up for a whole other episode if they if they wanted to they could have just been like. Been like, all right, let's just do something with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's uh, writing wise. I mean, there's definitely you know gaps there. I think it's where it shines most is how much it makes you laugh. But if it's not really, if that kind of humor isn't really like to your cup of tea, then you probably won't get a whole ton out of the episode. Which is you know, which is fine. Everyone's got their own yeah own ideas. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was interesting you saying about um Lynn Senior's backstory because he said his dad uh, neglected uh, him as a kid, but um then he say his dad also gave him Vanzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe did. maybe his like uh other brother just turned it down and his dad was like, I need to get rid of this. <laughs> I need to get rid of this heap, let's on let's dump it on the one person that's gonna take it. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe, yeah. It, it could just be like one of those. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna explain it more at some point. I feel like it's something that they keep, you know, keep bringing back like backstory for him. I feel like it's gonna be something like, it's like tra the traditional, like, oh, your dad doesn't get what you're doing, so they take no interest in it. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, imagine a Lynn Senior episode as a kid. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it too. I, 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 I love more flashback episodes, to be honest. Yeah, just uh, an entire flashback episode would be awesome. But um, yeah, and um, let's go through our ratings. Um, I rated it a six point five out of ten. Um, AP three. Why didn't you go first? Um. I give this one a seven. It it was it was fairly decent. I didn't I didn't I didn't outright dislike it like most people people did. But yeah, seven's my final rating. I give it the same rating as well. It's uh it's not really my favorite, but it's still a good episode if you are into like detective episodes. Um, I'm gonna give it like a. I don't know, like a, maybe like a seven point like eight. I don't know, like a very very high C plus, low B minus. Like it's a, and I I enjoyed it, but like I said, it's if it doesn't like strike that chord, then you know I could get a whole ton of enjoyment out of it. But if it does, then it's a really fun watch. Alrighty then, let's go to present tense. Uh, Ink, why didn't you give us the rundown of this episode? Oh. Uh, okay. Well, the uh, synopsis of this episode is that the kid, the the family's trying to uh, make a make a big surprise thing for their dad. So they put together a scrapbook filled with all their memories and everything like that. And then, thinking that uh, scrapbook isn't uh, good enough, they go out to the mall and uh, try and purchase some purchase some other things, but then they realized that they had some memories with uh, the things that they were going to buy as well, so they spent um, they spent most of their time trying to uh, figure out what they're trying to get for their dad, but, and then, and then by the end of it, they realized that, they realized that the Lynn Senior uh, found out about their scrapbook, and then they, well, they didn't expect, the kids didn't expect they were going to like it, but who knows? But you got to uh, trust dads nowadays because they'll, cause they'll like anything that their uh, kids make them because uh, any, cause anything is a, treasure, is a treasure to the parents. That's what really matters the most, whether it's just a simple gift or it's just a, a really expensive one. But all that matters is that it's coming from the heart. So basically, that's the entire uh, entire story of present tense. Oh God! <laughs> so um, this episode um, a lot of people uh, I'm not sure. I feel like I saw like a diversity of like opinions, and you guys uh, can tell me what you saw a little bit later. But um, I saw a lot of people really love this episode. I'm more in that camp because it had such an amazing ending. Then I think a lot of people didn't like it because, like, the middle was kind of, like, mushy and, like, what's really going on here with, like, the tickets. There were also some fun references. Some I know that Jason Brown's gonna love, but, um, what this episode had working for it, again, like, washed up is, um, you have the lot kids actually, like, working together as a group instead of, like, fighting, fighting with one another. And something I figured out is that a lot of, like, uh, fans of the show actually prefer episodes more like this. The episodes like those in season two where, like, the family wants to, like, rip each other up. So that's another thing that's uh, pretty amazing to see. And uh, you're kind of getting that vibe more of um, this season, having the whole family together more often. I mean, almost every episode this week had the family with uh, with each other, except for um, Recipe for Disaster. And then them going around and um, finding stuff for their dad, I guess that's something a lot of us can relate to. And it was, uh, it was a lot like um, Picture Perfect in the way where, like, um, it's really trying to get, like, the perfect gift for, like, your parent. But then in the end, just getting them any gift, they'll appreciate it the most. So that was a very nice message to send in the end. And um, AP3, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I mean, I really do love this episode. It's, I, 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 excuse me. It, had, it, it has to be one of my favorite episodes out of the week. It's like you said, the main thing I love about this episode is because of the fact that uh, all of the loud kids are actually working together on something. Now, let, 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 
let me tell you something. If this were a season one episode, they would be fighting nonstop. Yeah. But since these characters have evolved so much over the years, then they're actually finally able to work together on something. And that's what I love about this episode. They were just constantly, like, you know, like, thinking, like, they were all pretty much working as, like, the same brain, so to speak. And so they were all trying to do their best to to work together and uh, to find the perfect gift for their dad. And uh, turns out their first gift that they made was actually the perfect gift all along. So, Well, I've seen that one before. So, uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, geez, I actually totally blanked out there for a hot second. <laughs> um, I, I will say that this one, uh, I think this one was my favorite of the week, which we'll get to that, like, later, because uh, I got some reasoning on that, but I, as an episode itself, I really liked it. I thought it was a really, like, cute episode. It was really fun, just, um, you know, I think it went in a good direction, as AP3 said. I'm glad that they kind of did something a little different with, like, the kids working together on something, because, uh, honestly, they've done episodes where it's like oh they're all fighting and doing their own thing that's basically what no spoilers was that's basically what cooked was like i hate by the way <laughs> wait don't like no spoilers wait no no no, no. um i hate episodes like that oh. i hate episodes <laughs> where where they would fight constantly for petty reasons uh, uh, yeah I, I mean i i, I like them both it's just I, I don't mind that i just in moderation it's good as opposed to like just every episode being like that so it's nice to kind of see the opposite of that where it's sort of like they all have to, they all have to kind of unify on a point. But um, I thought the whole, I thought the uh, whole episode was really fun. It was really cute. There were a lot of like, you know, them going through the scrapbook photos was really cute at the beginning, um, and then just a whole ton of, again, just a whole ton of really funny exchanges throughout the whole episode. Just like even just like really casual stuff was really entertaining. Like you know, like them getting the uh, the beef eater nutcracker. And then Lynn punting it off the porch when they're about to go to the next scene, and that she has to go get it because Lori's like, "We need, we need money. We have to refund that. Why are you kicking it?" So she just walks off out of camera and is like, "All right, I'll go get it." And just like, <laughs> and to I, to sorry, and then, uh, that... uh, sorry, you can go ahead. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing. I never, th- I never thought I'd see a. Uh... A uh, actual, a actual uh, real life, so to speak, uh, nutcracker before. So. <laughs> the, the the big guy, I, I I get that he was supposed to just look like a nutcracker in that shot for the joke, but his mouth made kept making me think of uh, Bender from Futurama. Oh like yeah, the way they had his mouth set up, it looked like robot mouth, yeah. not really like nutcracker teeth. <laughs> yeah, but um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, overall, I thought that you know, overall, I really enjoyed this one. It was really cute. It was really funny, and. Uh, I think it came to the the, the resolutions kind of like I I kind of knew what the resolution was going to be going into it. Like even when I just read the premise, I figured that's what the whole idea was that they were going to come back to the book and that's what what uh, what their dad was going to love. But you know, the the journey to the destination was really enjoyable, so I really liked it. Uh, Ink, uh, what were your thoughts about this episode? I honestly think it was a pretty heartwarming episode, especially with the kids actually working together to get something for their dad for once instead of fighting. But that's uh, but this is uh, this is why I kind of like this season so far because it has it already went through so many changes to uh, to get us to these episodes that we kind of asked for instead of uh, you know all the usual uh, ruckus and everything, but. At least they were able to tone, to tone down all this, uh, all the craziness to give us an interesting yet uh, cute episode for all of us to enjoy. But I really like the uh, references that they actually managed to sneak in here, especially that uh, Gordon Rams- Ramsay XB in um, one of them at some point. It's just yeah, uh, Gordon Ramsay look alike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny, and uh, it's uh, pretty spot on too. So I'm. Uh, I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan myself. I kind I really love that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I watch his stuff all the time. I, I like the I like the merge between basically Gordon Ramsay and Guy Fieri they had going, where it was like when he was yelling, you could tell he sort of had like the Guy Fieri like frosted tips. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, your sauce is weak because you're weak. <laughs> that, was, that was actually a pretty good, like, clean version of having him, like, actually lose it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this flaming pile of garbage? Your sauce is weak because you're weak. <laughs> also, um, one, one last thing I just want to say on the episode is that uh, I feel like... Uh, in a funny way, I'm thinking they're kind of overcompensating for the fact that, you know, they had, like, two... They had, like, all the fucking... No, no, whoops. <laughs> whoops. Don't worry, well, we gonna edit that out. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't, I don't think we will. Uh, uh, I didn't say... I said uh, flipping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they had, you know, the two weeks of Casa Grande's episodes, so, they sort of, so it's sort of like, oh, hey, come back. Oh, you want Loud Family? Here's all of it. Just all of these are family episodes. Here you go. Yeah. Just throw all of them at you all at once. <laughs> That's a great point. Which, really uh, great point. I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm loving it. But I just, uh, I've been thinking about it all week. Like, man, you got to think that they were sorting these out. We're like, just give them like full concentration of this show back. <laughs> yeah, they really, uh, really like revved up the whole family aspect. I mean, what a great way to start this season. And, um, yeah. This episode had a lot of trivia, actually. Um, that uh, that picture in the scrapbook, uh, this is really throwback, like three years throwback, was actually in the pilot episode. The only difference is the picture is Lana having her hat and Lenny having her sunglasses. And also, there was a really fun thing, because a lot of people noticed with the title, Present Tense, it's um closest episode, uh, like, comparison, like, names we've had, and it's, um, it's pretty close to Future Tense. And uh, there's a... A scene in this episode where um, Lana mentions that at one time her dad swam with a dolphin named Kenny, and I just actually referenced a deleted scene from a uh, future tense. And um, actually, the storyboard or artist of this episode, Sammy Crowley, actually uh, acknowledged this, or actually the writer of the episode. Yeah, I was gonna say I think she's the writer. Yes, yeah, the writer acknowledges on Twitter, which is pretty awesome. And also the storyboard artist this episode, one of the best lighthouse uh, almost active members of the crew on Twitter, Darren McGowan, actually um shared some uh, deleted scenes from the episode. So it was really nice to see the episodes where Darren works on it. You get to see a lot of cool deleted scenes, a lot of cool ideas they had about this show. So yeah. <laughs> So let's go around with ratings. I rated this one an 8 out of 10. Uh, AP3, why don't you go ahead? I give this one a 9. It was a very solid um, inclusion for the series. I'll give this one a 9, too. It was a pretty heartwarming episode, and we need. I kind of think we need more episodes like that. Yeah, I'm going to be the same thing. I'm going to give it a 9. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it... W- it was my favorite of the week, but we're going to get to that next. Alright, and today, there was actually a new episode, or whenever you guys are listening to this, maybe you're listening to this at midnight, I don't know how you live your life, but um, any given Sunday, uh, Kevin, why didn't you give us the summary of this one? Yeah, I got the easy one. <laughs> Alright, so... So, basically, this episode revolves around Lily, which is kind of a change of pace, and the whole basic premise of the episode is that one day the uh, loud parents are talking about basically how the kids have been good all week and they haven't had any issues no big meltdowns no one getting in trouble at school or at home or anything and they feel like they need to reward that good behavior so they basically decide that they're going to take them out for ice cream when they get home from work lily's in the kitchen with them as they're talking about this and she overhears it and she realizes that if the kids start fighting before their parents get back or before uh, the end of the day when they go and get ice cream, that they're not going to get an ice cream, which would be, you know, her first ice cream ever. So the whole episode kind of revolves around mostly Lily trying to keep everyone in check. You know, she tries to, like, rally everyone together to have, like, a meeting, and it doesn't work because no one can understand her, so she basically kind of goes to, like, a silent protector mode, just going around the house, just trying to, like, keep the chaos down for, like, three hours before so that they'll go and get ice cream. And, you know, that's, that's about half the episode. And the other half of the episode is that they're going to get the ice cream. And they, they go to the place, and uh, they're on a time crunch because it's closing early. And Lily's the only one that noticed that it's closing early, so she's basically trying to get them there as fast as possible. And th- they get through this whole process of uh, her trying to get the ice cream, only for them to get there, her to get her ice cream, and then immediately get... You know, get a bird to knock it out of her hand while she's about to take her first bite. So, 
she's really she's really upset and the episode kind of goes on that like you know mission failed you know and end of story and then but as they're going home she kind of tries to be cunning again and sort of convince you know wills herself to poop herself so that they stop at the gas station because she knows that they'll have ice cream there and so the episode kind of ends on like them making her a sunday out of all the stuff they find at the gas station because she basically like jumps on the freezer the minute they get in there and they realize that you know that what she's trying to get at is that they have ice cream there and uh, that's basically the episode <laughs> wow um, man uh yeah i'll let you go in a bit but man this episode um i really don't know how to feel about it because um i mean i guess because you know the show is trying to like find that balance between being a cartoon and being realistic but uh, i guess if you just take this episode away from the realistic side Lily is pretty much like a god, I guess. Like, just being able to be like a one-year-old, being able to, like, literally manipulate an entire family of people who are, like, ten years plus older than her. I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's a, a bit exaggerated, but, uh... I mean, it's an interesting uh, take on the character, especially if you want to start giving more episode, episodes to Lily. This is a really, uh fun way to do it but um if you just ignore any all of that i think this is a really great episode in terms of like um the way they set it up because you would think the whole episode would be setting up for getting ice cream from that parlor and then her actually achieving it but when like that bird this one of the most evil scenes in lighthouse history that bird like knocked that ice cream out of her hand or sunday out of her hand it was just like so sad, but um, seeing her able to get her first like taste of ice cream at Flips, I mean, what better place than that? I think that was really uh, w- really worth the moment. So yeah, um, uh, Kevin, you can keep going. All right. Um. So to go back to what I said earlier, up until this point, present tense was my favorite episode of the week. Then I watched this one, and now this is my favorite episode of the week. I think. It's a. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. It's such a. It, one of my favorite things is when a TV show, especially an animated TV show, kind of tries to like take a creative step that they haven't before, like try to kind of work outside of the box with something. And you know they they've never done an episode. They've done episodes that like involve Lily, but they've never done an episode where it's like, okay, we're gonna do something completely from her point of view. So you kind of get this really funny like idea of almost like she almost has to play Lincoln for the episode. Like, she tries to gather everyone for a meeting. She's trying to reel everyone in. But there's, you know, the underlying bit of, like, she's a baby. No one understands what she's doing or what she's saying. The whole the whole scene where she, like, corrals them in for a sibling meeting and they can't understand what she's saying and they just sort of assume that she wants to say hi and then immediately walk out of the room again was really funny to me. And uh, the whole, the dream sequences were really cool. Like, that whole, the whole, like, really bizarre dream sequence of her getting ice cream and then her like hypotheticals in her head having that really like cheesy looking like cheesy looking like baby look to him was like drawn by a baby look to him was really funny i really liked that it was it's it's a very different from a lot of the episodes we've seen but i love it when a show tries to do that and tries to do something different and kind of have it pay off because i feel like it really paid off in the end it it was just through the whole thing. It was a really fun ride to watch beginning to end. Yeah, Ink, what thoughts do you have? Oh, next. Well, uh, I believe that this episode was was a pretty interesting one. And uh, it's a pretty interesting concept. It's uh, something we've never seen before. Like, uh, having Lily's point of view, we've... Uh, we get to see that for the first time where we have a an interesting sequence where she gets where she thinks about her ice cream and uh and the uh pictures of these uh crudely drawn loud loud family and everything it's uh that's uh that's a little something it kind of reminded me of rugrats for one for uh for a good minute or two but i i can kind of see how interesting that was and um, the uh, the cool part about this is that I didn't that I'm starting to think of this uh, w- weird little theory because because of how Lisa is doing stuff to that baby and how she's uh, 
like uh, getting her smarter and everything. I can totally, uh, it's pretty obvious at this point, pretty much, but I kind of, I kind of can see that, see how uh, she can, she's learned a lot and uh, it's pretty nice to see her take on uh, uh, a big role for just an episode. And uh, I, I just, I just don't know what to say about this. It's just, it's just awesome. Uh, go ahead, AP3. Uh, all right. Well, uh, like the like the first episode this week, we have a we actually have two bookends of premieres that are actually that have really unique concepts because. Uh, as we've said before, while there have been plenty of episodes that that revolve around Lily, this is pretty much this is the first episode where she's pretty much the main protagonist. And having an episode completely from her point of view, I honestly did not expect that. Like, I didn't think we'd ever get that. And so, yeah, this episode does blur the lines between uh, a realism and a uh, cartoon logic because it, it it sort of has to lean more toward the latter in order for an episode like this to work but i for for first attempt at something like this i i'd say it i'd say it truly paid off and i like you guys i loved the dream sequences in the beginning and uh the hypothetical situations with the with the bizarrely drawn uh characters um i forget i forget which i forget which artist from the crew actually uh, created that art style. David uh, King. Uh, yeah, yeah, David the, King. Yeah, I, I love his stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Oh yeah, him. Uh, so the, the, those sequences were uh, were were a sight to behold. And um, so overall, I thought this was a this was a very fun episode, and uh, we uh, actually got character development from uh, from the baby. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that I, that's. You don't see that every day. Yeah. It's, um, Go ahead, Kevin. If I could just. Oh yeah. Um, There's just like two other things I just wanted to tack on because uh, I kind of picked up on them. Is that well, the Ink said one thing about kind of like you know Lisa having the effect on her because she seems so like smart in this episode. I, I feel like there's like an on-running thing, and I feel like it's going to keep coming up that like Lily's sort of just a. Uh, an amassment of like everything that she's learning from her other siblings. Ooh. Like that's just gonna keep coming back. Ooh, yeah, because that's, that's a that's not unreasonable. You you like you pick up a lot of like I, I have like you know I have three siblings. I you you pick up a lot from them just by like having to be around them and like mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. So it it, it, it would be a funny way to go with it. I feel like they're gonna kind of take it there where it's like you know every now and then you see Lily doing something like that where like this episode the whole time she's running around I'm just like. It just seems like what would happen if Lincoln was a baby. Like, just, like... <laughs> like, yeah. Just making, you know, Lily kind of be, like, the resourceful, like, person with the plan the whole episode. And then, uh... The, the only other thing about this episode that I just want to say was, uh... Because, uh... AP was talking about it, was how, you know... It kind of it goes a little more on the cartoony end of realism. Yeah. Which, you know... Which I, I think is fine, because, you know, it's a loud house. They've done crazier, you know... The, the like second episode into the show, Lisa created sentient life out of fermenting <laughs> garbage. But <laughs> but uh, the the way the episode's paced, the way the way that like is like the only way I could feel like I could justify explaining how Lily gets around the house in the episode is like imagine Tommy Pickles but with a jetpack. Oh, <laughs> that's basically she just keeps like high speed shooting around the house, like trying to like keep everyone in line and like just. Like, she's bouncing off stuff, and, like, she's using, like, Luann's uh, boxing glove thing to, like, launch herself all the way upstairs in, like, five oh, seconds yeah. flat. It's, like, <laughs> it's got this really crazy pacing for, like, the first half of the episode where she's trying to, like, keep everyone in line. That's really fun to watch. And, it, like, it kind of relies on that sort of cartoony, like, bouncy squash and, squash and stretch kind of, like, thing. Yeah. And uh, something else that's pretty cool, or what I was thinking is that, um... We know that um, Lily and uh, Lisa share a room, and um, yeah, sometimes I wonder what Lisa has really been testing on Lily with the way she's like been acting recently. I mean, I'm not sure if Lisa may have created like um some special serum, like um a super soldier serum, but like for like babies being smart. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's the only reason I, I can explain Lily going from literally being a baby to, like, just being some, like, kind of mastermind. And then, like, Lisa isn't the kind of person to even tell anybody about it until, like, Lily's, like, doing, like, um, like, doing, like, calculus when she's, like, two years old. So, that's just, uh, something I was thinking of. And, um, yeah, the episode was actually one of the more intriguing Lada's episodes I've seen in a long time because of the whole, like, um, fantasy and, like, uh, dream sequence and, um, I'll, I'll touch on something else that I want to talk about with Lily a little bit later, but, um, here's a fun tidbit from the wiki. According to Miguel Puga, uh, when he read the script for the episode and saw that they're going to be doing fantasy sequences, he, conv- he convinced Kyle Marshall and, uh, to in- he convinced Kyle Marshall to incorporate David King's drawing style, aka the ones from the pilot and the ones from, um, present tense, into these scenes because he loves, uh, King's, uh, crude and rough, uh, drawing style. So that's how um, they worked in uh, David King's drawing into the episode, and uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I love that they did. Well, because like he does a lot of the um, th- th- there's a lot of that you can like tell when it's stuff that he did because he's got like the, the like the way that like he like the stuff gets drawn for like set pieces on the show. You'll you'll see it when they're like reading newspapers or like watching TV or like reading stuff. Is that like? It kind of goes back, you know, sometimes it's realistic, but sometimes it's, like, a really, like, crude, sort of, like, dopey-looking version of it. Yeah, or sometimes there are drawings of the characters within the show, then they'll look like that, too. Yeah, which I, I don't think, I don't I don't know if that's a style or more, I, I know it's intentional, but, because, like, his other stuff, like, some of his, like, I've seen some of his other stuff, it doesn't look anything like that, I feel like it's sort of just, like, they have like this niche of this like really goofy style that someone la- that like they landed on with the show that they just keep using. <laughs> so I'm really I'm really glad they were like, okay, for the dream sequence, let's do this. Except let's have it all in motion with, you know, these kind of drawings all kind of like animated. It's really a really fun way of like making you know a baby fantasy seem yeah. like a baby fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's a there's a reason why I said it reminded me of Rugrats because because of that crude style. Uh, yeah, Plasky Soaps, Dispo, something. Yeah. So um, going back to that um, art style from the Dream Suite sequence, there's actually a tease. Um, I think from Hugo that um, that uh, they would love to do an episode um in that art style for like the full like eleven minutes. So that could be something uh very fun. I'm not sure if that's gonna be cheap or expensive to do, but um, that's something I would love to see. And this show isn't afraid to do stuff like that. I mean, we had an episode with like 25 uh white rabbits, so this isn't definitely out of the realm. So um, something I want to talk yeah. about with Lily is that um, we all know that season five that everyone's gonna be older a year, and that's like one of the most exciting bit of news we've gotten in the entire show history. Something I'd love to see is Lily being like um, being moved from that baby role into the more of like um. Not sassy, but, like, the more, like, the toddler who's, like, really independent because, um, I feel like that's something that's kind of missing from the whole family dynamic because after Lily, you go to Lisa, who's literally, like, a, a brainchild prodigy as a four-year-old, so, like, there's that missing age gap of, like, a an annoying, not annoying, but, like, a, an intriguing toddler that can help, like, um, bring about really, like, funny moments in the show, so if they're gonna age them a year, I hope Lily's able to, like, walk and, like, speak, like, broken English and be, like, a little bit more independent instead of being, like, the baby of the family, which I feel limits her and uh, makes them have to do these fantasy episodes to give her, like, a bigger role. So what do you guys, uh, uh what are your ideas about, like, um, Lily being a toddler in uh, season five? Um, so, first off, uh, this, I'm glad they're finally going to, uh, be aged up because I guess time runs very, very slowly in this show, but uh, I'm glad it's happening either way. So, Lily is a toddler, so, yeah, I do agree with what you had to say, but the fact that she is a baby does sort of, uh, limit her personality a little bit. I mean, she still has one, but it's not really up to her full potential, even right now. Uh, she, she might, she might be cute and adorable, because she is, <laughs> but there's, there's still more that, that can be done with her, and I feel like by the time she does reach an old enough age, then... I feel like she'll f- fully blossom as a character at that point. Anyone else want to add on on about Lily? I feel like um, 
feel like they age the show up because the, the the idea is like season five would be like by like a year. I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot more out of her in terms of like what you're already seeing because it's just going to be like you know, not not to say like uh, I I can't remember how old she is. It, it's been said before. It's like sixteen months or something like that. It's like a little over a year or something like that. Fifteen months. Fifteen, something like that. Yeah. So like a, you know, a, a year old to two years old is kind of like the same sort of. Same sort of baby adventures, so I don't know if you're gonna get a whole lot more out from where it is right now, but maybe there's some exploration to do that as you know you can make her more sort of mobile and able to communicate better. They gave uh, her eyebrows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Like season, nothing changes. They just gave Lily eyebrows, and they're like, "Yeah, she's older. She has eyebrows." Oh uh, yeah, that I. Didn't realize that was a new addition. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they did that. I, I've noticed it too. It's been in older episodes too, but it feels like it's more prominent now. But I don't know if it's just because we had a lot of episodes this week with her, so he, where she had to emote a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I'm, guess I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a permanent thing or not. Because you know, I, I I don't really you know I don't care either way because it doesn't. I totally didn't even notice it until someone mentioned it. But like, it helps reactions. Speak. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, there was something that I thought was a permanent change for a certain character, but actually turned out to be an animation error. Because for for some of these episodes, I thought Lana had finally grew in her, her front teeth. Yes! Back, but there, it turns out, throughout these episodes, she was switching back and forth between that for some reason. So... <laughs> This is that has been driving me insane all yeah, week. Yeah, it's, like, it's been driving me insane too. I, I, I thought it did. Let them grow in, or just make make a decision. But the, the, the <laughs> problem is too with that. It's like it's such a it's such a weird place. It's like what's the animation error and what's supposed to be like normal? Because <laughs> it, it could it could be that it could be that they want her to have teeth now, and then they keep accidentally using her mouth where she doesn't have those teeth. Or it could be the other way around. She's still not supposed to have teeth, and they're just doing that for like shots where it's easier to just have like teeth not there. It, it could be either way. So I have no, I have no idea which way which was true. I don't know what's, I don't know what anything is anymore. It's my life is in shambles since I found this out. I can't yeah. sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do it next year when um, they're a year older. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Both the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so, since yeah, raging them up. I forget how long it takes teeth to grow back in. I don't remember. I really, I really don't remember. It's been like 15 yeah. years since I lost a tooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Losing I, teeth was hell for me. <laughs> I could also see maybe Luann, you know, losing her braces and like Lincoln's chipped tooth. Maybe, maybe being uh, like you know like clear, but um, I kind of feel like they won't take that away from him. Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't like um, to take away the chip tooth. I feel like Luann not having braces, I could totally see, but I feel like because I feel like you can even do an episode around that if you want to. Yeah, yeah like um, I, f- I feel like this. It, I, I feel like th- that's one of those like jokes with Lincoln is that they're never going to explain why he has a chip tooth. It's just there because that's I mean, one of those things you could. E- that's one of those things you could easily get filled. Like that's not, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be actively like telling a dentist, "I don't want to do anything about this for that to still be there." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, they could ex- they could uh, uh, explain what happened, but uh, yeah. it might just be one of those TV show mysteries that might never get explained. It's like Nick Fury's like a uh, black eye, I guess. Like that patch. Yeah. <laughs> I was about, like black eye. You mean his eye patch? Yeah. <laughs> mean his black <laughs> eye patch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's go through ratings. Um, I give this one an 8 out of 10. Uh, AP3, why don't you go? Oh, um, uh, I give this a 9 out of 10. It's a, it's, it's very solid. It's a great way. Great episode to end off the week. I'll give this one an 8 out of 10 as well. It's a, it's a nice episode expanding Lily's, uh, uh, development and everything. It's a wonderful episode if you are into like, uh, POV kind of episodes, something like that, it's it's a really sweet one. You're in for a treat with that one. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Ew! <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a 9 too. I, like, I, I don't think there's anything else I can say about this one. I, I just absolutely loved it. It was such a fun, you know, 
my, my favorite episodes are the ones where it's like it's just a fun ride from beginning to end even if it's not really emotionally taxing or like if it's just well put together and I can like walk away from it you just watch it and I like it incredibly fun to watch I really you know so I think very much 9 out of 10 is well deserved for this episode. Alright, let's round it off here with um favorite episode of the week, and um I'll go first. I have to say, it's uh, washed up in my opinion. So, uh, AP3, what was your favorite? Oh, gosh. It's a toss-up. It had to be a toss-up between uh, washed up and uh, you know, um, what's the name of the actual episode again? Uh, Recipe for Disaster? Episode. No, no, Lily's episode. Oh, any, um, any, any given Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was such a, such a specific title. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a pop up between those two. Uh, but if I had to pick, I would say, you know, honestly, it's it's neck and neck between them. I, I don't think I even, I don't think I love one, like, even just a little bit more than the other. I think it's, like, perfectly neck and neck. All right, Ink. Okay, as for me, I usually don't like to pick favorites, but if I had twos, I would go with Present Tense. It's a, it's a really sweet episode, and I'm pretty sure it relates with a lot of people. Kevin. Um, I'm going to... I, I kind of already said it, but I'm going to say any given Sunday. I will say all the episodes are very, uh, very just close, you know, very close to each other in terms of like my opinion of them. All of them during the week, like even if you know, even with the, even if with that recipe for disaster, even if it's not like objectively the best, I would say like in terms of favorite, it's close up there. But I think top top would definitely be any given Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. And um, we're in a very uh, weird position where like um, we really just don't know when the next uh, batch of uh, new episodes is gonna come out. We don't even know the names. Actually, I think we have some names, but we don't have, like, any idea when they're going to come out, so... I, I guess... don't actually even think we have names right now. Yeah, I'm on the wiki. Um, There's some names. They have our Walk, Don't Run, Snack Pack, How to Train Your Carl. I think these are Casa Grande episodes. Oh, yeah, those are all Casa Grande's episodes. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Because uh, one, of, one of the writers for that show, like, has, like, a LinkedIn somewhere or something like that that some blog or something that they basically posted that they were like, oh, I wrote on these episodes as, you know, because TV writers will do that when they need to, you know, have a resume or sort of like show their work. Yeah. Well, but uh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only I'm thing we have for now. future titles of anything. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. Looks like, um, yeah, looks like we're, uh, we don't know what's coming up with the show. And, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's round it up. Uh, AP3 and uh, Ink will go after it. And Kevin, tell us where we can find you guys on social media. Oh, you guys can find me on uh, youtube.com slash ap3jumped where I uh, do all kinds of uh, do all kinds of videos. I do vlogs, I do TSS uh, videos. I even do uh, episode reviews for a lot of different uh, anime shows such as The Loud House and Malapoli Friendship is Magic. And you can, it, depending on what the sub you could catch my first review for... Uh, my first episode review for Amphibia. I plan on reviewing the season finale of Amphibia on uh, tomorrow on Friday. So yeah, check me check check out that video because that because that episode is a real doozy for anyone who's watching. You can also find me on Twitter and DeviantArt. I heard Amphibia is a good show. I've I've heard it's really good. It's my new favorite show of this year. <laughs> it's phenomenal. All right, Ink. All right, you can find me on my Twitter. And my DBNR, where I uh, uh, post some more art art related stuff uh, whenever I have my free time. I'm also open for commissions if you would like to like me to draw something for you. And um, honestly, I think that's it. All right, Kevin. All right, so um, you can find me at www.twitter.com forward slash Rickford88. AOL keyword Twitter, I, I guess, if you got AOL still. But um, that's the. Uh, but yeah, twitter.com slash Rickford88 is uh, my Twitter handle. That's basically where that's where I keep all my like fandom stuff consolidated into. So if you want to hear me say things about 
TV shows, then look there. Or if you want to hear me talk about other interests, look there. But uh, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, stay loud. And yeah, I guess I'll say it again. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>